On today's podcast, we do running with a very special guest from West Volusia Runners. This is the We Do Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the We Do Podcast, sponsored by Gray Tech. Let's see what we can do together. Available at graytech.com or wherever you download your apps. I am your co-host, Billy Price, alongside of my main man, Jeff Daniel. You can find everything that we're up to at thewedopodcast.com. Jeff Daniel, what's going on today? How you been? Doing good, doing good. Hey, today we have Stacy Flynn. She is president of West Volusia Runners. We all call it WVR around here. And we're going to talk to her about how she got into running, how she got into WVR, what's going on with WVR, and where they see the club going. Stacy, how you doing? Are you there? Hi, Billy. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Welcome. Doing good. Thank you. You are our first official guest on the We Do Podcast. Oh, that's very exciting. Well, well, I'd like to start and ask you, how did you get into running? Were you a runner naturally, or did you learn it as you went along? No, I think that um, like most of our runners, um, we started for reasons, obviously for exercise. I don't think most of us run for any other reason. And um, just looking to get out, you know, I've always been athletic and always been um, concerned about fitness and exercise. And it was just one of those things that um, just happened, you know, something I fell into. I found myself, you know, going, turning 40 and, um, you know, struggling with weight and struggling with uh, weight loss and just feeling like I wanted to do something different. I was tired of going to the gym. Um, and it's a story that I actually tell a lot of our new runners because I would think, especially with new members, they sometimes feel very intimidated about being in a running club thinking that all of us have been running our whole lives yeah which most of us have started over the age of 40 and um it was just feeling um like it was time to do something different and here in central florida we um have the disney marathon mm -hmm. and it's televised so every morning in january when the fireworks go up I would see it every year. And for some reason, um, in 2013, it just hit me different that morning. I just felt something. I felt drawn to something. And um, obviously, it's a marathon. I wasn't thinking marathon. <laughs> and I Googled it. And it turned out that Disney did 5Ks. And I said, I could train for a 5K. Well, you know, why not? Yeah. So I, you know, Googled how to train for a 5K. And next thing you know, I, you know, was doing it and I did four or five Ks from January to March, um, and got injured. Of course I was on my own. My journey was alone. I wasn't with WVR yet. And I got injured mm -hmm. and, um, took some time off and, uh, it was my knee and all runners go through this. And I had to, um, definitely lose some weight through nutrition and get myself together. And by, um, August I was back running. And, you know, just took the time off and, um, did my first 10 K 10 miler and half marathon before January. Wow. 
cool. So it was quite a year. Yeah, it was quite a year that year. It just, it changed everything. And what um, started out as workouts, you know, working out, going to the gym, which is kind of redundant and boring, mm-hmm. turned into training. I was always training. So now everything I do is constantly training for a race. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't have the benefit of WVR in the beginning. So. Well, well, do you know the origin story of WVR? How did it come about? Um, well, obviously it was founded in, um, 2011. Okay. And, um, there was just a need for, you know, the, the Volusia and Seminole area to have a running club and it started small. Billy knows better than anybody, <laughs> you know, it started really small and, you know, just grew from there. You okay. know, it just started to gain momentum from there. So I joined in, uh. 2013, I actually, or 2014, I didn't join until after I had done two half marathons. So I was actually intimidated to join the running club even after doing two half marathons. So you can imagine how new runners feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, um, so you, you joined then and what, um, when did you decide that you wanted to help the, uh, organization? When did you decide to step into more of a leadership role? Um, well, I loved the races. The races were really you know, what drew me in. There were a lot of local races at the time and it was everything from the music um, to the finish line parties, the beer, like everything was so much fun. And it wasn't just about running anymore. It was just about something more. Okay. Um, So that's really what made it fun. We were training for these races and everybody was there and all your friends were there. And that's what you did. You just spent your Saturday morning at a race. And then I started getting more involved as far as, helping out behind the scenes, you know, helping out, handing out water or, um, packet pickups or, or things like that. So when I was asked to, um, join the board of WVR, I didn't hesitate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jeff, did you have some questions you wanted to ask? Yeah, I sure did. So how about now, Stacy? I know you're a busy person. You're running a club. How much do you run a week now? Um, usually four to five times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a stress reliever for you too? It is. It is. And I've always been a 5 a.m. runner. I joined WVR to run at 5 a.m. Because okay, that, I was curious was if offered. you run in the morning or in the afternoon. I do. So. Yeah. I, I actually, when I run at night, I, I really applaud people that run at night because it's hard. It's hot. Um, and especially when you've had a full day. But our 5 a.m. runners are very, like, business-oriented. Like, they're get in, get out. You know, they're working parents or... You know, people, they, you know, I have to be to work in the morning at 730. So I have to get in. I do my run and I go home. The evening runners are more social. They go out for a beer. They go out to eat. It's a little bit different dynamic in the evening. Yeah, I I fall into that category. So now you guys get up. Is this, do you do the five at five or do you just do a certain distance at 5 a.m.? Because I know that there's a run called five at five. Five at five. Yeah, it is. It is. It's always been called that. Yeah. And and they don't necessarily do five. They do anything. But yeah, five at five on Tuesdays in Lake Mary. Um, That is actually one of our more popular runs. And um, they do all different distances and they do some speed workouts. we do myself. There's some mornings I do five, some mornings four. You know, it just depends on what I'm kind of up for, who I'm running with. You know, I usually kind of follow the pace of whoever's around. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> or go with the flow. What time do you have to get up in the morning to make a 5 a.m. run? 
I get up at four because I usually like a good hour to decompress, but I'm used to that schedule. I'd say that when I started running at five, um, it took me about three weeks to acclimate. To get used to to really, (laughs) um, you know, no later than 10. (laughs) I got you. All right. So, but I seem to run better tired. (laughs) I don't know why. So you, you run, you obviously have a full-time job. You're a mom. So, and you help run this club. How many hours a week do you think you devote to the club? Um, Obviously a lot less right now because we're kind of stuck in our houses. Um, But we, uh, during race time right now with two major races coming up that we put on, um, it's very busy, a lot of meetings. Um, there's a lot of work, um, getting done around that. Um, I would say that I definitely devote most of my thoughts during the day to my members and what's going on with them and, um, the board and, and everybody who's involved. And yeah, I mean, the club is, it's a constant um, thought in my head all day. So, I, you know, I would say that during, you know, the typical time, you know, usually it's quite a few hours a week that have to be devoted to the club. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about COVID and the impact it's had. I know that uh, some people listening may be curious. Uh, for those that don't know, so Great Tech helps WVR. We we provide the app for them, and they use it. And they're they're some of our most active users. So you guys used to before COVID, y'all would post stuff, and you would have a full schedule. I mean, all day, multiple mm-hmm. days a week, whatever. You guys would have something going on that people could participate. And now all that's had to come to a screeching halt, right? Because you can't yeah. really. You guys made the decision not to let the club get together to do events just until all this was over, right? Yes. When it started with um, where the state mandated only 10 people in a group, which was uh, part of phase one, we were actually waiting for phase two, but we felt that the numbers were still a little high in Florida. So we kind of did a slow open where we didn't schedule, but we would just kind of, you know, let people know that we were running in places and we did try to branch out. Um, but we, now that it's getting, um, the numbers were getting higher, we started pulling back a little bit, um, because one of the rules is that with the masks is that you don't have to wear them running. Mm-hmm. So, and we're very cautious with the runners as far as knowing that, you know, we were running with these people for an hour, but they live an entire life. So we don't know, you know, they're at work. We don't know where they are, or what, what's going on. And we just didn't want to take any chances. So we're very careful. You guys got what, three, 300, 350? Is that about right? You mm-hmm. think in terms of yeah, membership? right. Well, we're doing our summer challenge right now, and we have a little over 150 doing the summer challenge, but we're doing it virtually. Got so it. everybody's running on their own and logging their miles. Yep. Let's talk about the races. So you mentioned that, that you guys got two events coming up, Legends and Lighthouse. Is there a third that you guys do as a club, or is that the two big um, ones? Just the two, yeah. Lighthouse benefits Volusia County Schools um, uh, athletic departments, and that has been will be going on its ninth year. And Legends was inaugural this past year in 2019, and that is uh, Central Florida's first marathon, or I should say, the area's first marathon. Obviously, um, Disney does their marathon. But it was yeah. our first really local marathon. So, yeah, we were really proud of it. We're yeah, really was, proud of Legends. 
I, I'm proud to say I was a part of that first one. It was fantastic. Yes, and Don's <laughs> donor, right? Does he do Legends uh, at Lighthouse too, or is he? I know he does Legends for you. Does he also do yes. Lighthouse? Okay, he does. That's yeah, Runner's time. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So is Lighthouse going to be virtual, or is it going to be uh, a regular race? You think? I know we. It, yes. still kind so of the, un- Yeah, it's it's getting announced because Don is going to need to put up um, some information about that. We just announced it to the club today that Lighthouse Loop um, half will be virtual, and we're working with um, the city of Port Orange to allow us to maybe do a live 5K. So have the half be virtual, have the 5K be live. Is it going to happen? We don't know. And then we also have a meeting coming up with um, the cities of Deltona and DeBerry to talk about legends because I'm sure that there's just going to be restrictions. But one thing that has affected all our runners this year is the impact of the races being canceled. It's been just heartbreaking for them. But as far as necessity goes, you know, that's one thing that just had to go first. You know, it was just too dangerous. But New York, Boston, Marine Corps, they've all been canceled, all the big races. And they yeah, have. Philly and I were just talking about Marine Corps the other day. That was the first time it had been canceled in, what, 20, 30 years, something like that? I, I think Boston, it was ever. Yeah, I yeah. think it was the first time ever. Yeah, and we were running New York this year because it was the 50th anniversary, so we had to cancel our plans for New York. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm hoping that you guys get to do Legends again. I've got 430 on my mind. and I, <laughs> Oh, I that's so exciting. I, I want to <laughs> see if I can pull that off, but... Uh, I have to say that of all the groups that we work with so far, and you guys were the first, um, yeah. it, it, it is it has been probably one of the most fun groups. I think you guys have a great, almost family-like relationship in, amongst your members, and everybody yeah. seems to want to do stuff, right? So I think that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it makes my job so easy because everybody is – so easy. We have no issues. I mean, everybody's really wonderful. And, um, you know, obviously keeping up with everyone with such a big club is always so hard because we have to keep track of everyone's races and their accomplishments. And, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, you have like new members that you keep track of and, you know, it's just making sure that like we're out there and that we're communicating with everyone all the time, you know? Yep. Yep. If you were going to give advice to other club leadership, people that were either leading a club or were going to start a club, what would you say? What would you tell them were some of the more important things that you did and some of the challenges that you overcame? Um, I would definitely say safety of the members is always number one, making sure that the members are safe um, because without that, there's no club. I mean, they are out running in the road. So you want to make sure that the roofs are safe, um, you know, sidewalks, you know, a lot of times we're running in the dark, that they have lights, that they're hydrated. Um, one thing that has definitely changed in the last few years with WBR is that the RCA, which is the Roadrunners Club of America, um, hosts a certified coaches training. And we have are, are lucky enough in our club to have six certified coaches. And they give the best advice. They're the ones that if somebody asks us, what should we do? We turn them to our coaches because they're the ones that always know the best. We just have, 
life experience. They have actual certified training. <laughs> yeah, there you so go. So I right. would definitely say get your get some coaches certified, you know, and um, make sure that that advice is good because those members really do look to people who have been running for years for advice all the time. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and I would attest to that. I think that you have some of the best people out there, both from just the people that offer to help to the people that are doing the coaching. They're fantastic. I, I actually ran with a pacer, and you guys have your own pacers, right? Yeah, yeah, that and, I couldn't brag about enough. <laughs> yeah, well, I was about they're, to, say, I was about to brag for they're you. Amazing. Because, <laughs> yeah, they're, I was about to brag just, for you. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and spot on too. I mean, it the uh, it was my first marathon. So uh, if it had not been for the Pacers, I I think I would have probably gotten into trouble. <laughs> yes, and you know anyone who really doesn't run more than a half marathon really wouldn't know what a pacer is because you don't have pacers in five Ks or ten Ks. So most people don't know the impact of a pacer. Um, I still have my best marathon time because of a pacer in um, Virginia Beach. And that was years and years ago. So it, 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 it makes a huge impact. And the funny thing is about this is that, you know, we put races on and you actually pay for a pacing company. So it was brought up to us. Why not just start your own pacing company? And, and I'll give it to Don. It was Don's idea. He said, why don't you start your own pacing company? And we were like, okay, let's see what happens. And we have some members who only had probably a couple half marathons under their belt that became amazing pacers. You know, some of the pacers out in the world have, you know, a hundred marathons, you know, but really a lot of it is personality. You know, it was um, some of the people that we thought would have chosen to be pacers actually chose not to be. They felt like, they probably wouldn't make a good pacer, not because they can't pace, but they, you know, you have to keep encouraging the people around you and know when to talk and when not to talk. Um, you know, you have to learn how to leave people behind when they fall, when they've been running with you, you have to leave them because you're still doing your job. Um, it's a huge responsibility. These pacers are amazing. I can't, be- I, I almost can't believe it sometimes that we pulled it off. <laughs> I, I agree, and I think they do fantastic, and, and yeah. every, everything that you said is true, both from a personality perspective and encouragement, and like you said, knowing when to talk, when to stop talking, and yeah. you know, when that guy starts falling behind, don't make the other people trying to stay with the pacer suffer. It was, yeah. it was they were spot on. So No, because WVR, we knew that going into pacing. WBR, we are the type of people that will literally carry you on our back across the finish line. <laughs> and we never leave people behind. That's like a no-no. And the Pacers actually had to learn that. You know, they had to know, you know, that you, you're doing your job. You have to keep going. And it's actually gut-wrenching for them. If you have someone running with you for 10 miles and all of a sudden your knee acts up and they have to stop and you lose them, you know, you may never see them again. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's a hard thing for them, but they're, they just do it with such professionalism. Yeah. They're, they're just wonderful. 
Yep. And I, and I was that guy on the half when I did uh, Lighthouse this year. I was the guy with the knee trouble that they had to leave behind. And, <laughs> and, she, still, and she still she still patted me on the back as I crossed the finish line finally. So, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. And they, they do do that. They do double back <laughs> around the finish line and make sure that all their people finish. Yeah, they're they're so great. It is true. Hey, where do you see the club going? And, and what do you see it happening? You know, I know COVID, once we're beyond COVID and everything gets back to normal, what do you see? What are your growth plans? What are your plans for the club for the next couple of years? Um, as always, I think our most important thing is community involvement. You know, we always want to continue our races and, you know, maybe we'll end up coming up with some new races, you know, to be more involved. Um, we, you know, we love being out in the community. Uh, definitely continuing to grow the pacers. Um, the, the pacers are able to pace at this point other races if they're ever, they, they, and they have, if other uh, race companies and pacing companies need them, they've actually paced other races. Um, and we also have our kids run club, uh, which we usually have about um, 25 to 30 kids that do um, three sessions a year, which of course right now we're not doing um, because of the kids. Um, because of what's going on, the kids being out of school, um, but also, you know, the growth of the kids run club would be something I'd like to see, um, in the next five years too. I'd love to see running in elementary schools yeah, beyond, that would be awesome. <laughs> just girls on the run. You know, I'd love to see, uh, Volusia County get on board with a running program for kids because it's so good for them. You know, it's so important. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I I try to encourage my kids to get into it just because I enjoy it so much. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually yeah. got Elizabeth they'll, they'll out running. They'll find it when too. they're 40. <laughs> no, exactly right, right? When, when they, <laughs> yep, yep. They'll, when find, it, they'll having, find it exactly when, when they need it. <laughs> when, they, when they're looking for that one thing to do where they don't have to spend a ton of money on of equipment, where they can just quick and easy – Throw their shoes on exactly. now for a run. And, and oh, by the way, it'll help you with weight control. So there's all that. Yes, exactly. And to think that I used to walk on a treadmill in the morning watching morning talk shows or something, you know, <laughs> like, come on, you know, why was I even doing that? I probably wasn't doing anything for myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I call it the treadmill because I, the dre- I'll do it yes. if it's <laughs> it makes me crazy. Stacey, do you, do you have it any. Does, um, it's awful. Do you have any of the uh, club accomplishments that you'd like to share with us? You know, take a moment to brag. Like, how much have you donated to the schools and stuff like that as a whole? Oh, the schools, mm-hmm. I think that we are up to 160000 Wow. Um, over the last uh, eight years. Yeah. And um, we're very proud of that. We're real, Lighthouse Loop is really a great um, race. So we're really proud of that race. And a lot goes into it. It's actually a really hard race to put on. Um, and it's a lot of work, but it's wonderful. Um, and, and obviously central Florida legends too, um, which, you know, does benefit us. It it benefits the club, Mm -hmm. but it, um, you know, is just such a wonderful, um, experience. But the biggest thing I have to brag about, and I could go on for hours. I have to talk about, um, our board because Mm -hmm. I have four other people with me that, um, do all of this, take all of this with me every day. And I can't do anything without them. You know, they're wonderful. And, um, and, and just the members, 
it always amazes me, like Jeff was saying, how wonderful everybody is. There's such diversity from ages and backgrounds. And we've, I think we've all lived in different states. We've, we've all had different upbringings. And everybody gets along so well. And everybody loves each other so much. And, you know, we never really have any issues. I mean, they just make life so easy. So it, it, it's quite an accomplishment. And there's really nothing better, especially when you start that first day mm-hmm. running with a new runner that's brand new and intimidated. And when you see them run their first marathon or ultra marathon, I mean, you can't help but cry, you know, because it, it's just so emotional to see what some of these people accomplish. Um, it's unbelievable. And it's from the support of, you know, their fellow members. Yeah. And, you know, that's a common thread, I think, with most people that do run clubs. You know, um, this you always want to put everybody up on a pedestal. It's not what you're doing. It's what they're doing, right? Yes. Well, um, if, if an athlete wanted to doing. Yeah. Yeah. If an athlete wanted to join WVR, um, how would they go about doing that? Uh, they can go to westvolutionrunners.com okay. and, you know, click our main page, click join. It, it um, links them into Graytech and uh, they can do their membership right there. It's $10 for the whole year. It's like the best $10 you'll ever spend. Only 10 bucks. Um, and only 10 bucks. Your WVR benefits. Um, we do have a private Facebook page. So we have a Facebook page where you can join just us where the conversation is limited just to the members and it is a very busy page. So it's extremely active. Um, if I put a post up in the morning, I, I, I'll be lucky if I can find it in the afternoon because everybody's just very active. Um, and very, uh, there's a lot of communication. So, um, and then we also have our public Facebook page, West Volusia runners public Facebook page and Instagram, um, as well as Central Florida Legends, Lighthouse Loop, West Volusia Pacers, um, all have their own Facebook pages. Gotcha. Billy, yes, real sir. quick, I want to ask one other question here because she brought up Facebook. And, and I'm a member, and I'm on that page too. And mm-hmm. where do you get those hysterical images that you use for Selfie Sunday? Those oh, are you talking about the, the, the gifts? <laughs> yes, they always make me laugh. That is probably the T Rex one this week was really funny. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was. always managed to find something that makes me. You laugh. know what's really funny is Sundays. I'm I always forget. <laughs> so Sunday mornings, I'm usually walking out the door for my own run, and I go, "Oh shoot, selfie Sunday!" And I usually have to do them pretty fast. But, um, yeah, some of them are really funny. And then we did do years with Selfie Sunday where we, um, because we've done funny Selfie Sundays. And for anybody listening, Selfie Sunday is something we do during our summer and winter challenge where we encourage cross training, which is another piece of advice the coaches will always give. Um, We're very big on cross training. So it's not just running. We like to see them doing yoga or biking or swimming or doing another activity so when they do the challenge they get bonus points for doing their selfie sunday so every sunday they get to post um during the week a a selfie of themselves and we always get some really funny ones so sometimes i save if i find a funny one i save the picture and then use it for the following year selfie sunday (laughs) well some of them are really funny there because i really enjoy (laughs) 
And I also wanted to give a plug here for the club itself. For folks, if you're looking for something to do, if you want to run, you don't have to be a, an exceptional runner. You don't even have to be a runner, but you can come out and join these folks. They got stuff going on all the time and any level, any experience, and, and they're just great people to hang around with. And also to point out, a lot of people walk. Yeah. So it doesn't just have to be running. If you are having issues um, or some pains or something where running is hurting, you know, obviously we wait for everybody. So on a typical non-COVID time, um, when we are all running together, whoever is hosting the run waits for you the entire time. It doesn't matter how long it takes you. Yep. Billy, yes. anything else, buddy? No, I think she's even hit this social media aspect. So everybody go out and look up West Volusia Runners on all your social media because they have a lot of cool stuff going on, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. They sure do. All right. I want to thank our audience Great. for listening today. Follow along with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at We Do Podcast, or check out our website, wedopodcast.com. And we'll see you next time on We Do Podcast, where we're always talking about all the cool things we do. 